motherfucker. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are on this cold and stormy October evening, morning, whatever it is. This evening we are in front of a raging fire. We're in the proper, this is, this is the proper Halloween scene. It's cold outside. I am joined as always by Hollywood. Halloween Fletch and Mysterious Magical Mark. Halloween. Well, How's it going? Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> so, what have you been up to this week then, Magic Mark? Anything exciting since last time we have spoken, hath spoken to each other? I had a Skype call with my nephew and niece. That was nice. No, that's good. You got to do these things. But it's like we're saying, I don't think there's going to be a Halloween this year. There will be no kiddie winks knocking on the door. It's going to be fucking weird. It does seem slightly irresponsible for parents to take their kids around random houses. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen this year, which is a shame. But anyway, we have uh, taken it upon ourselves to put films to the public vote for the whole of this uh, festive season. So yeah, this week is the last of the. Uh, fan-picked movies, but what did we do this week on Super Tap Film Club? Fletcher in October. Halloween 9. Halloween 9. Halloween Resurrection. Or as everybody put when they voted for it, the one with Buster Rhymes in it. Because that's it was, it was a landslide, this one. This is the one that everybody wanted to watch. Oh no, Mark, you voted for the first Halloween, didn't you? I think. Oh no, or, or Halloween... I think it might have been Halloween 3 you voted for. Yes, I voted for Halloween 3 because I found the idea of the masks one. I did a favourite. Yeah, the masks one's a lot of fun and the, there's no Michael Myers and I, I, I fancy being a bit contrary, to be honest with you. That's the only one I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one you've seen until this afternoon. Is this the first time we see the pasty fella? The pasty fella? He yeah. looks a little bit like William Shatner. Yeah, yeah. With, with, a, with Bob Ross hair. He's like rubber William Shatner. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's in it from the start. He's not in the third one, mate. Who is he? Who is he? That's Michael Myers. That's not Michael Myers. It is, that's Michael Myers. What? The bloke from the Wide Awake Club? No, not the bloke from the Wide Awake Club. You're on about... Donkey! Don't, no, no! That's Mike Myers. You mean you mean Austin Powers? Yeah. No, it's a different Mike Myers, mate. You mean Canadian funny man, Mike Myers? Yeah. yeah where is he now? Where has he been? Where is Shrek? He was Shrek, but yeah, donkey! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Baby! Baby! Groovy baby! Gosh, donkey! Done it. Yeah, no, it's not him. Oh. That's the wrong Michael Myers. Well, uh, we're not worthy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> party on. Party on, yeah. Wayne's, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. It's excellent. It's party time. <laughs> yeah, he's not in it. You just butchered that. I did, yeah. Yeah, sorry. you did. So yeah, we did Halloween Resurrection. That was what everybody picked. They had like 40 years worth of films to pick and they picked this one. The worst one. The worst one. It is probably the worst one. Actually, no. I think the worst one is the one with Paul Rudd from, from uh, Friends in it. That one's really boring. Number six, that one's rubbish. This is Halloween Resurrection. 2002 this came out. This is set three years after H2O. Uh, which was 20 years after the first one. Right. Buster Rhymes is in this one. You, you familiar with Buster Rhymes? I'm familiar with his work. He's good at the rapping, really good at the rapping. He's also great at the acting. He's very good at the acting, yeah. He's really good. I enjoyed him. He's an enjoyable man. Tyra Banks from America's Next Top Model. She's in this. 
Jamie Lee Curtis. She's in it for a bit. The director of this is Rick Rosenthal. He actually directed Halloween 2, one of the good Halloween films. And he also directed a Wasp video for Love Machine. Oh, well. There you go. So there's two things worth mentioning. As I say, this one is set uh, uh, three years after the events of H2O. Guys, I hate to drop this bomb on you, but Michael didn't die at the end of H2O. It turns out he pulled the old switcheroo on Laurie, on Jamie Lee Curtis over there. It was a paramedic. It, it switched the mask and pulled out his larynx so that he couldn't scream out for help. So that when she chopped off his head at the end, it wasn't Michael, and he just wandered off into the woods and hid for another three years. Yeah, now, Laurie, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's been sent to the um, mental institute, a psychiatric ward, waiting for the real Michael Myers to turn up, a bit like Terminator 2 style. She's just sat there waiting. She's making out she's bonkers, all spaced out, but she's hiding a brain tablet inside an Annabelle doll. Laurie sees Michael Myers outside. <gasps> oh, does she? Yeah, she does, he's outside. Yeah, the gate's open, security guy there, she goes for a cigarette. This is where we meet Harold, the, the resident at the uh, psych ward, who's really at the serial killers, and he's got a clown mask on. Jump scared to the poor security guard, also red herring, because you're thinking, that's Michael Myers. That's not Michael Myers. That's just some kid who's obsessed with serial killers, and he's going around dropping hot facts and murder stats, crime high about John Wayne Gacy outside. And he's like, yeah, that's enough, security guard. He should probably have his own podcast. He probably should, yeah. He's, he's he, he had a lot of facts, a lot of stats, didn't he? Sarah loves a good murder show. She's always watching murder shows. When we're holidaying, before the plague came, we go to like little remote places where there is no internet. Is she researching stuff? We've just got a new laptop, Fletch, and the first thing that she Googled on it was how deep do you dig a grave? Six foot. Six foot, right. In Whitby? I mean, it's, anyway. It's, got... it's six foot? Yeah. Yeah. The security guard takes Harold back inside. He's like, get back inside, you, you mentalist. It's cold out here. Oh, and he didn't shut the gate, guys. But there is another masked man waiting in the bushes. The shape, it's Myers. Slow-mo Myers. Because I noticed as well, every time Michael Myers moves in the shadows in this film, it's slow-mo. Foreboding. Foreboding. Somebody get Dr. Loomis! Oh, he's, he's dead, isn't he? CCTV and the, the other security guy, he goes, uh, you told me you put Bonkers Harold back in bed with his clown mask on. Why, who's this fella walking around the basement? We'd better go and check that out. And he's like, I swear, I swear I put him in there. But there he is, in his overalls and his William Shatner mask. Do you remember when that was actually an interesting fact that not many people knew that it was a William Shatner mask? And now people who tell you it, you're like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, Shatner. Evil Shatner. Shitner. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a grown-up. Has anyone asked Bill Shatner about this? I'm not sure. What, whether he minded using his face being used? Well, at least how he, you know, what he thought about it. I'd like to know, actually. Yeah. That'll be something to look up. We'll look that up in time for our Halloween episodes. We'll, we'll tweet him. Yeah, we'll tweet him. We'll tweet the Shats. We'll get Shats on. Shats, Shats, Shats. Your mate Shats. Big shots. Big Billy shots. Willy shots. Willy shots. Billy shots! Fuck so, <laughs> so, yeah, this is where we get the first first death of the film. First security guard. 
he's got his head in a tumble dryer, bibbidi bobbidi bibbidi bobbidi. While the while the second security guard is uh, looking in the tumble dryer, Michael Myers descends gracefully with all the finesse of like Batman or like Spider Man. Of course, he's a straight down like that. Well, he slowly lowers himself down with one arm. Yeah. The core strength that this man has. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man. Yeah. That's awesome. And the other security guard falls over the, the headless body of his mate. This head in the tumble dryer, I'm sure you're not surprised Ern to love heart. But more importantly, it was at this point, I put in my notes, have they tried to age the mask? Is it supposed to be that the mask is ageing with the character? Because it looks older. It's a different mask mark to what they actually used in the first two films. Well, yes, but what I mean is, is it deliberately supposed to look like an older face than it did in the first one? Is it maybe a new William Shatner mask and it's aged because Billy no. Shatz has aged as well? I, I'm just curious about it and wonder what you two thought. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they used in the first one, they used a Star Trek one. And for this one, they used one from, I don't know, Tech War or Third Rock from the Sun. Boston Legal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was so impressed by his, not just his upper body, but his core must be so on point. It's and like, you remember when Kofi Kingston used to used to do parkour? Yeah, like... Like John Morrison. Yeah, yeah, he's like the John Morrison of serial killers, I guess. <laughs> I, d I bet you Jason Voorhees doesn't have that kind of... Well, course. no, he, d he doesn't lower himself down like Spider-Man yeah. to anything. He's all, he's all muscle, and I mean, he's no cardio or anything. No, that's it. Yeah. I bet he just eats bacon. Straight out of the packet. Mm. Although, mm. Patrick Bateman, I bet his core game is... Oh, yeah. Tip to top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the security guards, both of them dead. Harold is in his room reciting murder facts. Ted Bundy, blah, 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 etc. Michael Myers passes his room and he's like, oh, my God, did you, did you guys see that? I think that was Michael Myers. Michael Myers... Speaking of acting like superheroes, he acts a little bit like the Hulk in the next scene because he just smashes straight through the bedroom door. He doesn't smash through like the Hulk. He walks through like a robot man. Yeah, head first. He goes through things head first quite a few times in this film. Yeah, he just slowly pushes his face through. I like how he doesn't change the speed that he walks because he's quite famously a slow walker. Yeah, he's known for but he still walks through doors and windows at his normal pace. He just slowly just pushes his way through. Yeah. <laughs> and they just yeah. fold like butter. <laughs> yeah, he smashes into a room and he's like, well, I'm gonna have you. He's like, that's not, that's not Jamie Lee. That's not Jamie Lee Curtis, that's a tiny doll. And then from out of the cupboard, bosh, Jamie Lee Curtis hits him with a lamp. And he's like, oh, you bugger. Jamie runs to the roof. Michael makes chase to the roof. She gets they get up there and she's like, I knew you'd come for me eventually, Michael Myers. She he gets his leg caught in a hoist and she hoists him up like a like a horrible shark, like flapping around. And she's there, she's like, I knew you'd come for me. What took you so long? And he dangles like a big murder fish, caught by Curtis. He blags it. He says, oh, remember in the last film when you cut off the paramedic's head? Oh, it's happening again. It's happening again. So she's like, just to be sure, I'm going to check. Yeah. This is something that I picked up throughout this film. What's that? Is that when something happens like that, the character always has to say out loud what's happening. Yeah. Because this film clearly didn't trust its audience enough to tweak that. They would because they did the flashback where she cuts off the head and it's the wrong person. Yeah. But then they have to get her to verbally say, 
are doing this because of the last film. <laughs> this film thinks its audience is stupid. Well, yeah, I think it does. They end up both going over the edge. Michael stabs her in the back. So, yeah, 15 minutes in, it's Jamie Lee Curtains. She gives him a little kiss and says, I'll see you in hell. Meanwhile, Michael Myers is holding on to the wall, one hand, whilst holding her up on the knife. Yeah. It's that core strength again. It is. It's like a superhero. Do you reckon, I, I bet he got back up on the roof by like skinning the cat like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, he didn't touch wow. the wall. This is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's what they did. <laughs> one foot on the wall. Oh, no. Well, that's why I was thinking about Kofi Kingston and uh, Super John Morrison, Johnny Nitro. Yeah. Oh. That's a good point. Exactly. I bet I bet Michael Myers would be undefeatable in the Rumble. He would, yeah. Mind you, Mark played Jason in, in the Rumble and he lost once. That's true. I didn't <laughs> actually... True. I wasn't actually in the Rumble, but I was Jason. Myers hands Harold the knife. What he's doing is stats. He's going through his stats. And then he starts reeling off Michael Myers' stats. He's been missing for three years. Now he's back. Sixteen minutes in, you get the bibbidi boos Bam! Halloween resurrection. To be fair, that is an absolute banger of a theme—a proper classic horror theme. It is. Even though this is like what the eighth time, it's still worth the love art because it's such a good song. I think it's rubbish. No, you don't. You're just contrary. Yeah, you're just. Uh, no, no, you do, you just say the opposite of what everybody else says. Fletch. No, no, it's not the tubular bells. Stop being contrary, Fletch. Come on. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uni students, they're at a lecture about Carl Jung. I said the famous quote: "We must face up to our fears and the figure that we all call what, Sarah?" And Sarah says, "The shadow." Yes. Yes. Sarah and Jen, they go and meet their friend Rudy, who's doing cookery. He's chopping up some veg. He's got a couple of squash there. It's like a, a harvest of veg that he's got. And they're like, hey, Rudy, did you check your emails? And he says, what for? What should I check? And they say, we're in. All three of us have been picked. He said, wow, we're going to be bigger than the Osbournes. Because in 2020, guys, reality TV equals money. There was a lot of emailing in this film. There is a lot of emailing. I said when me and Fletch were watching it, we should have done a drinking game where emails and Buster Rhyme says motherfucker. We should have had a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you wouldn't be able to speak. 2002, that's two years after Big Brother started. So we're in the thick of reality TV craze right now. Yeah. Did you, were you ever a fan of Big Brother or anything like that? No. You, Mark? First few series, they were all right. Yeah, I, I remember seeing... What's his face? Uh, Craig, and then there was Brian Dowling, wasn't there? And then everybody was forgettable and irritating. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who won it after that. I couldn't tell you who was in it. I remember that girl who uh, put a bar up her faff. What? What did she put up her faff? Go put a champagne bottle up her nonny. On Big Brother? Yes. What kind of... You... Kinga. Kinga the Minga. That was her name. Kinga the Minga? She went out... Is that, is that a wrestling thing? 
No, it was on Big Brother. They were all getting pissed up in the Big Brother house. And she just drunkenly went out in the back garden. And then the cameras were just looking into the house as the housemates were stood at the window like, is she actually doing that? Because she was just in the garden. Having a faff. Faffing with a champagne bottle. Right, surely if you put a bottle up your faff, wouldn't it create a vacuum? It, well, it does, yeah. There's a lot of people in casualty of that issue and they have to literally pop the bottom of the glass off so that it can go, oh, thank God, release, release the pressure. Yeah. yeah. Think about it before you pop some up there, lads. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah, don't don't put any... Don't put anything. Anyway. Don't, well, no. Not I mean, a bottle. But put specifically designed things that are designed for that purpose up. Yeah, don't put a bottle up there. In your, in your orifices. Yeah, don't put a bottle up there. Yeah, Ooh. if it wasn't designed to go in an orifice, don't put it in there. Yeah, I think that's the... Unless it's a fruit. <laughs> well, what? I mean, don't don't put a pineapple up there. No, obviously. Jesus Christ, I'm talking kumquats. How the fuck did we get to talking about what you can and can't put up your vagina? Oh, have you ever heard of figging? No. Of what now? It's when people peel a bit of ginger and stick it up the nunny. <laughs> what? Yeah. What I for? presume that causes like a tingling sensation? Yes, it's for sexual gratification, Malachi. And it's called what? Figging. Figging? Yeah. Do you, have you ever heard of jibbing? Do you know what jibbing is? Well, that's when you stab someone. No, that's... Yeah, that is... That's yeah. Jibbing. jibbing, Mark. Are you familiar with that? I don't know if I want to. Is it one of your revolting heterosexual rituals? No, Mark. It's one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. What is it? Your fella eats meat, doesn't he? He does, yes. I don't. Yeah, well, you're all right, then, because what you have to do is you get a bit of thread, a bit of cotton, a bit of... long enough to tie a piece of bacon to the end of it, and then the man that you are doing swallows it, and then... As he swallows it, you no. pull it out and the gag reflex reflexes the bum thing. It was in biz years ago. Jibbing, yeah. Swallowing bacon, pull it back out. That's what you're doing. And it makes your sphincter tighten, yeah. Tighten, yeah. So it's like a meaty donkey punch. Yeah, that's exactly what it it's is. It's like an internal donkey punch. It's an internal donkey punch, yeah. Yeah. Jibbing. Fucking hell. Just so you uh, know. I won't be trying that this evening. Yeah. Do you know, you know, I used to be called Beef Claw, the DJ that used to be my name. Do you know where, where that name comes from? What? It is a... What? And I didn't know this until I'd named myself this and I'd been on Radio 1 more than once and they said, Beef Claw! Uh, what it is, is it's when you're fucking a girl from behind and you pop your thumbs up her ass and you use... And you basically use, like, the hip bone to grab purchase, as if you're using hips as a handle, hence yelling beef claw. Lovely. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that can't go in, can it? Well, well yeah, because... Went on Radio 1, so... on Radio 1, yeah. How did you find that out? Because uh, I googled it after when I was googling. I, I was googled... <laughs> you tried to Google yourself yeah. and you got that. Yeah, that's what I got. So you're kind of like a shit Santorum. You're going to tell me you don't know what Santorum is, aren't you? No, I don't know what that is. Rick Santorum was a horrific right-wing cunt of an um, American politician who was horrendously homophobic. So the gays decided to name 
the mixture of lube, jizz and shit that drips out of a gay man's ass after he's been bummed bareback. They decided to call that Santorum. So when you Google oh. Santorum, you find that rather than the politician. Oh my word, that is an image. It's good, it's, isn't it? That is an image. This entertainment guys, remember we're talking about Buster Rhymes' Halloween film? I don't know, I yeah, think... We have, yeah, um, we've gone off on a tangent, but yeah. It's a Big Brother-style show where he's got these six teens to spend the night in the Myers house. Live, online, like the internet, because everybody knows about it. Everybody's into the internet in 2001, 2002. It's a Halloween event, a bit like when the BBC did Ghostwatch. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Ghostwatch. Scary shit, Mr. Pipes and the Glory Hole. Glory Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Possessed Parky as well. I've got that on DVD somewhere, but I remember seeing that at the time, and it scared the shit out of me. Sarah is chatting via email, guys. Get, get a shot. Email. Here you go. <laughs> so she's been chatting online to this guy called Deckard, named after the guy from Blade Runner, because obviously that's cool as fuck. But he's not cool as fuck. His mate's like, she's never even seen you before. And, and Yahoo chat rooms don't count. And she says, yeah, they do. Like knights in the old days, they didn't see women for years and they used to send sonnets to each other. And he says, yeah, that was before the invention of internet porn. Can I have a macaroon? I told her to take the biscuits out of here because this is what happens when snacks get left in the room and we record it. Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks, they're, they're the guys behind this TV show, this danger, danger tainment. And Buster Rhymes says, the search is over. You six people have been selected to explore America's worst nightmare. Tomorrow night, Halloween, you will go live in front of the whole entire internet. The birthplace of evil in its purest form. You're staying in the Myers house, the childhood home of a brutal mass murderer. <laughs> Buster Rhymes looks smashed out of his face. Also, I noticed the weird fretless music, fretless bass music in the background at this point. It was very cool. Very cool. Would, imagine if Carlos Santana didn't play guitar, but he played fretless basses. Uh, that's what I'm getting from that soundtrack. I want Santana. I want Claypool, but I want them merged. Isn't it Santana, not Sultana? I said Santana. Not, Santana. Not Sultana. That's what you said. It's Santana, said, not Sultana. I said Santana. Sant Santana. I said Santana. Santana. Well, it's Santana regardless of whether you said Santana or Sultana. Santana. Anyway, fretless bass. That's what I'm getting at. Buster Rhymes. Yeah. High as a kite. Smashed out of his face. He's absolutely pie-eyed for this. I'm surprised if he can remember doing this film. Absolutely deplorable behaviour. Yes, he says as he's lighting a hot, hot Jeff. I mean, we like to get high, but like, I'd like to remember making a film. One of the kids is from American Pie, and he's a creepy little bastard in this film. I'll tell you that. Very rapey little man. Ooh. The American Pie. He's all really touchy. He's touching up Jen Danzig. Oh, yeah, Jen's name, surname in this film, Jen Danzig. Oh, you can drop that in there. Yeah, there you go. Cool. American Pie, I don't like him in this film. He's a creepy man. Why is he American Pie? Because he's in American Pie. Is he? Yeah. Is he? Who's he in American Pie? One of the teenagers. What? He's in American Pie. He is, yeah. Is he the one that fucks a pie? No, he's not. No, he's not the one that fucks a pie. No. Is he the but one that puts the flute up a fanny? No. That's then we don't I'm care. 
Right, then it doesn't... Right, okay, it doesn't matter. Buster Rhymes doesn't like him anyway. He thinks he's creepy. A lamp falls over and Sarah screams so loud that the pitch of it shatters a glass of water and Buster Rhymes smiles and he says, that's what I'm looking for, which never comes into play later in the film. So they had this prop comedy moment where she screams so loud it breaks a jug, a glass jug. Yeah. but Like, they... like they're in a fucking naked gun film. Yeah, yeah. Buster Rhymes is stoned out of his face watching kung fu movies in his hotel room, getting overexcited and acting it all out. I fucking do that all the time. Yeah, especially if you've had, if you've had a, a couple of Jeffs. That's yeah. what it's that's what it's about. Yeah. Jeffs, the Raid Two. Oh, that's do, me. Do you know what? I've not seen the Raid Two. Oh, oh, buddy, me and you are going to watch the Raid Two. We're gonna watch, we've got a Turkish. We've got a horrible Turkish film to watch tonight. Oh, Basket. Ooh, looks really scary. It's foreign Hellraiser. It's probably an Hellraiser. It looks terrifying on the advert. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It looks too scary for me, if I'm honest. I is think it Hellraiser not... when it was good for the first film, where it was actually a good yeah. film? Or is it Hellraiser where it went cray-cray and not quite kind of uh, Hellraiser? Oh, you've soured to that line now. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll inform you, Mark. We'll let you know how we get on with the... Safe. You were singing its praises last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it, but it was tat as opposed to a genuinely work of art like the first one. Like this film we're talking about now. <laughs> this is definitely not a work of art. Deckard, the internet boy, he's been talking to Sarah via email. His mate Scott is like, what, you re what's your costume? You got your costume ready for tonight? Because tonight is Mickey Stern's Halloween party. And do you know, Fletch, how difficult it is for a freshman to get invited to that? No. Well, it's really difficult, yeah? He had to lie. His sister's doing it. If his sister don't let him go, she's going to tell his mum about a tattoo. Was school really like that? No, it wasn't, Fletch. It, it was... wasn't for me. No, it wasn't for no. anyone, I don't We've talked about this before, about when I went, went going to parties as a teenager, and we were really upset when they weren't like the parties in this film. Was school like this in the States? I don't think so. Eric, 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 let us know. Was school like this in the States? Did you ever go to a weird science style house party? Because we all thought you were doing that. And then when we were like, went to one, it'd be a girl crying because she's drunk all her mum's ouzo from holiday. Yeah. And then somebody being sick in the garden because they're drunk 2020. Oh, once I was stood in front of the front door while someone was coming down the stairs. But I was really high, so I didn't move in time. Covered in sick. There we go. That didn't happen in fucking Ferris Bueller. One party I did go to was um, someone nicked a whole roll of magnesium from chemistry and we burnt that. That was a crazy party, that was. Was it? No. No. <laughs> I nearly told you some stories about parties yeah. I went to when I was a kid and then I thought, I tell you what, we're not doing that. We're not going down that fucking. Yeah, I went to a party when I was uh, when I was a teenager, and it turns out the mum had been dealing, and these guys turned up at the house to kind of put all the windows and the stuff to stop her dealing on their patch. But there was a bunch of kids there having a house party, so it was properly scary. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Right, so it's it's just before the show, the run through, the setup. Buster Rhymes is showing all the teens like headset cameras. The audience can see whatever they want, only whatever they want. You know, viewers switch around from camera to camera. Stock techno is playing in the background. The music in the background for most of this film sounds like a PS1 demo disc 
It does. It's like stock techno. Yeah. Yeah. It should. It should have people going wicker, 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 fresh. <laughs> it's really bad. It's the sort of film that should have had like Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson on the soundtrack, but it's like, but, yeah. it, but it hasn't. You know when you watch old wrestling shows on the WWE Network and they've no long, longer got the uh, copyright to play like that Drowning Pool song from yeah. that SummerSlam, so they just put some, yeah. this is the rock, this is the rock, yeah, over the top of it. That's, uh... that's the vibe I got from this. You're right. I hadn't thought about it till you said it, but yeah, it's, it, the soundtrack isn't very good. I awarded no love hearts for the soundtrack. Mm. I see the film. A film like this. You, this is around the same time. You got to remember what we've covered before from this era. Your Queen of the Damned, and that's riddled with hits. Holy shit! Yeah, you see what I mean. That, I, mm. I don't even need to give you another example. That's the ballpark we're in. That was the best film that come out. There's no Marilyn Manson, like Blair Witch Two. It's the same. Look, look, there's no Marilyn Manson song in this. There is no Smash Mouth. There is no, no. There's no nothing. There's no Rob Zombie. That's that's what you need. Those are the three things you need in the soundtrack: Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, and Smash Mouth. Yes, that's what you need in a early two thousands horror film soundtrack. Or any film with Mark Myers in it. I what? mean, Shrek, Shrek, Smash Mouth. That's true. Yeah, good, absolute good. hit. Good. Ah, oh, good one, baby. Oh, baby. baby. Groovy donkey. Shagadelic donkey. We're not worthy. We're not exactly. worthy. It could have done with a bit of Alice Cooper, actually, in this. It could have done with, well, basically anything that was vaguely good. Wow. Wow. Well, they're not putting that on the fucking DVD case, are they? Yeah. That's, that should be our quote from this film. <laughs> they should have put anything that was basically good. Mark Adams. I mean, so, we've yeah. kind of worked out. We all thought this was a bit of a stinker. And I think if the soundtrack had been good, it might have salvaged it. But the soundtrack was dull. Yeah. And also, guys, if we're talking about 2001, I don't know if you guys were using the internet around that time, but it certainly didn't work to the standards of this one in the film. 2001. And they've got multiple cameras that you can flick between willy-nilly, like, like fucking Tom Cruise in Minority Report. Bring it in. No, it doesn't work like that. No. Sure. It barely works like that now. It no took way. of an hour to get connected in 2002. Yeah, exactly. Like the bit when he goes to the party, it should have gone, oh, wow, I found a computer. But no, logged on. They are into the house. No way. No way. Like, Big Brother was already a thing by then. Yeah. Well, this is true. This is true, yeah. Listen, dudes. Listen, granddads. For fuck's sake. These were my teenage years. And usually it's riddled with rock and roll classics, like Disposable Teens and More Human Than Human. Yeah. Dra where's your Dragula? Not a sniff of it, mate. No Fear Factory. No Fear Factory. No good. I mean, even a little bit of drowning pool would have done me. Anything, mate. A little bit of wrestling metal. Anything. This. There's not a single. Yeah. And there's no. This is basically, <laughs> is basically the same criticism we had of Jason X. It is, yeah. We're just repeating ourselves. Right? Okay. Apparently, though, this is a really important thing to have in your early 2000s slasher films. It is. Well, it, they've broken the cycle. That's why we don't like it. <laughs> Did you just quote a stained album? 
<laughs> I did, I'm not on purpose. You just did, and it sounds like you just being proper new metal. No, I didn't. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> anyway, so Tara Banks is at the shoot. She's overseeing the setup of the, all the static cameras and, ex, and and all that sort of stuff that they put around the place. There's a guy, Charlie, the cameraman. He's doing low angles and high angles, and he says low angles equal scary. High angles, scary. Medium angles, boring. That's count. That's film talk, guys. That is film science. It cuts back to Tyra Banks in a medium angle. In a medium, in a boring medium in angle. In a boring horror film. Yeah, they didn't take their own advice. Well, what I've noticed about this film, guys, is every time Tyra Banks makes a luxury drink or drinks a luxury drink, somebody dies. I mean. She's talking to Charlie, goes away from the screen, makes a very elaborate hot chocolate. Mm. Later on in the film, she's having a glass of pink wine with Buster Rhymes, misses the next murder. Yeah. Luxury equals teenage death. That's Wait what a second. Getting. Wait a second. Pink wine is luxury. You're saying Lambrini is luxury. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's fine. What do you drink? Not pink wine. I don't. I drink either white wine or red wine. Pink wine is kind of like wine for children. I think if Buster Rhymes bought the pink wine, Mark, it would cost in excess of £8 at least. So it would be classy pink wine. Come on. Buster Rhymes simply just has the best. It just has the best things like that. Motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, pink wine, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, Michael Myers kills Charlie with a very sharp tripod straight through the throat. Tyra Banks misses the whole thing. She goes, oh, your camera looks nice now that she's having a, had a sip of her cocoa. Yeah, doing a bit of mum dancing, making a cocoa. Is that supposed to be sexy? Because that just looks like mum dancing to me. But saying that, it looks like she's good at making coffee. Good at a hot beverage. Maybe she, she could make a good mug. Squirty cream makes it. Squirty cream makes a lot of things, Fletch. Mm. And uh, that's what I'm talking about. That is effort in your beverage. She puts some hundreds and thousands on it. Oh, mate, could you imagine? Slice of banana. Dirty bitch. They arrive at the house, an American pie is greedy, greedy pie. You can tell it's an American pie because it's a greedy pie. He's saying, I want product placement. He's saying, imagine if you were finding the uh, the clues about Michael Myers and you go, mmm, cool, refreshing Pepsi. It's like people just do things to get paid. Sarah sees Myers at the window. <gasps> then he's gone. Buster Rhymes tells the press outside, he says, everything you're going to see tonight is real. There's no actors. Nothing has been messed around with, mixed or diluted. We don't know what's going to happen. But we do know that no one can leave until the show is over. He says, let Dangertainment begin, motherfucker. And he honks a horn. <laughs> that fucking honk. I've always, always hated that. <laughs> Bollocks, no drives me crazy in whatever context someone's got a fucking air horn i just want to remove their gizzards i've actually got like an air horn app on my phone i will murder you <laughs> yeah it's just a button that i that i can press when when me and adam were drunk together and he was talking and we were arguing about something i used to just open the app <laughs> and honk and just like yeah. Like I would have Michael Myers, Joe Punk ass for that shit. Oh, you wait till you're next here, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, maybe in 2021. Fucking yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll celebrate the new year with a big honk off. 
Showtime. The kids are wandering around the house with alien-style headcams on. A masked man watches in the dark in slow motion. The house is in ruins, your classic haunted house situation. It's it's very much like a house on a haunted hill, this, isn't it? But with no Marilyn Manson. But with no Marilyn Manson or Q from Star Trek. Bill Shatner's in it, though. <laughs> he is, though, he? He is! Oh! Oh, look at that, it's like a loop. My brain did it all, I didn't even know that was coming. Thank you, brain. First red flag of the film. Rudy, the chef, goes into the kitchen. He's like, Sarah, have you ever smelled or tasted 40-year-old fennel? And he, she's like, oh, God, don't give me that. That's going to be rotten by now, Rudy. Rudy picks up the fennel, he sniffs the fennel, and he goes, hang on, guys, this fennel is fresh. He does not only smell fresh fennel, guys, he smells a fucking rat immediately because this guy's a chef. He's like, this is fresh fennel. Are they implying that Michael Myers went back to his childhood home and replaced the spice rack? No, the, 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 he was expecting 40-year-old spices. Yeah. Yeah, because he was, like, attuned to that because he's a chef, man. He's a man of the veg, a man of the knife. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he's like, this is fresh. This is, I'd say this has been here for about two weeks. Why is the fennel fresh? I don't know, mate, but that's it. Rule one of checking out a so-called haunted situation, always check the fennel. I mean, it could be that Michael Myers just likes to cook. He's not one-dimensional. He could have, like, hobbies as well as killing. I mean, you find out later on he's been eating hot rats. Maybe put a bit of fennel in that. Anything to make rats spider. taste better. It, well, it would this, wouldn't it? Fennel. Yeah, mash it up, put some fennel in, yeah. and egg in to hold it together. Brat burgers. Sorted. There you go. What we're on, on about, we're talking about kitchens, guys. Scary kitchens. Whoa, scary baby chair. A high chair pops out of the cupboard. cupboard. It leaps out of the cupboard. It leaps out of the cupboard, covered in chains. Love hearts are scant in this film, but evil high chair very much earns a love heart. I did enjoy that. The guys go scooby-doo and they say, split up and look for clues. Slow-mo Myers is watching in the background. <laughs> of course he is. It's where he lives. It's been there years. Back at the party, the kids, Deckard and Scott, are dressed as Pulp Fiction. The film Pulp Fiction, that's what they've gone dressed as. Did you notice there's two dudes dressed as metal dudes at that party? Yeah. That's not a costume. That's a fucking way of life. Sure is. Yeah. Cheeky cunts. I'll tell you what that is. That's cultural appropriation. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, the music sounds again like the loading music from Wipeout on the PlayStation here. Wipeout, though. Wipeout. Oh, classic. Mm. Wipeout. Great. That's a good one. That was the first time I ever heard the Prodigy. Firestarter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You mean the weird-ass fucking telly thing where people kept falling in the water after bouncing on big balls? No. Not wipe out the game show. Wipe out the classic PS1 racing game. Come on, man. Uh, I thought you were talking about when they're like... What, 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 there were two wipeouts, wasn't there? There was one with Paul Daniels, and when you lost all your points, you had a wipeout. And then there was the one where you bounced on big balls across water and everybody fell in the water and it was funny. What were you talking about? This is one for play. Your pod's right, mate. You're on the wrong show. You're talking game shows. Yeah, Steve. Thanks for listening. I'm also doing a Halloween special with them. We looked at Nightmare. Oh, oh nice. nice! Good! Amazing! Loved Nightmare when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, they've not asked me on there yet. I, I want to go on there. I'm a horrible man. Oh, man not that My favourite game show is 
catchphrase. Catchphrase. Oh, catchphrase. Oh, it, it, say what you see. Oh, it's, say oh, what you it's, see. It's not quite say, right. What's What's Mr. Chips doing oh, now? What's he doing there? Classic. But the problem is, they they redid catchphrase, but they they did it with Stephen Mulhern, mm. and I would punch that man until his parents didn't recognise him. That got dark very quickly. <laughs> He's horrible, man. He's a magician and a prick. In my life, I do actually bump into like a few with in the festival work. In the odd, I've worked with children's entertainers before. I did I did a, a whole weekend with Dick and Dom. Have you ever met Pat Sharp? No, oh. I've never met Pat Sharp. But that is the, the bold part that I'm talking about. One day, I don't know Pat Sharp's like once you met him. Then Pepper, that's it. Pepper, Pepper Pig, mate. I worked with Pepper Pig live on stage. Loads of CBBC. Fans. You mean the little girl from Haunting of Bly Manor? I've not seen that. That's too new for me. Come on, Flesh. But if that prick Mulhern turned up on a Sunday morning and said, and I was like, oh, on the, the run through for the show, who's the MC today? Mulhern walked in. I'd be like, I'm getting on a train. Do it yourself, you prick. If you ever watch the extra shows of The X Factor, you get the impression that everybody that works on The X Factor hates that guy as well. Alan and Deck haven't got time for Mulhern. Those guys are big time. Big time. So, wait a minute. Not only do I not watch The X Factor, I don't watch The X Factor extra shite. Life is too short, and I watch tap films. Don't do it, mate. My hands all over it. Like a rash. What were we talking about? I don't know. I can't remember. We were talking about... It doesn't matter. It's stream of consciousness. Oh, <laughs> we were talking about Wipeout. I was more of a Takeshi's Castle fan, to be honest. Oh, that's the, yeah. Oh, I loved Takeshi's Castle. This is not play your pods right, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening, Steve. But this is I've not. I've been on play your pods right, you know. I know you have. We're not <laughs> just, no, talking about stop. Tell you stop. what, we're not starting this entire conversation again. <laughs> but we're nowhere near into this film, and we're an hour and ten minutes into recording. Yeah, it's like recording with two fellas that have had a stroke today. Right. Anyway, it's Halloween night. I've been on play your pods right. At the teenage party, Deckard has found an office for the big TV and the PC in it, and he goes, oh, wow, flicks the TV on flat screen instantly. There you go, internet. As we said earlier, it would go, <laughs> for a good 20 minutes before it connected, because it was 2001, and the internet was shit. He logs on within seconds, enter the house. No, I was playing, like, RuneScape and stuff with other people. It was online gaming. You couldn't watch four live webcams at the same time. It took about half hour to download a three-minute song off Napster in 2001. What was your 2001? The fucking future, Fletch. Yeah, it's grainy as fuck. It looks like the video for Mega CD game. I was 14. You were 14. It shouldn't have been on the internet at 14. What were you looking at? All those fucking tits you were looking at at 14 explains a lot. What? Right, what was that Spectrum game? Samantha Fox's Strip Poker. I bet you played that. I had that on the Commodore 64. When I was 14, you could go on the internet and find fucking games that were made by, like, one person that looked a hundred times better than anything out on the Commodore 64. What are you on about? You're talking about sexy games. Sexy... Samantha Fox playing sexy... Sexy Poker, yeah? When have you ever played a sexy game like that, Flash? Uh, I play Sex Tetris all the time. Please tell me that's not real. Of course it's real. Sexy Tetris is real. Is real, Mark. Are you joking? Um, well, why would I play Sexy Tetris? Well, we've got it on the arcade machine. We've also got Sexy Pinball. Ugh. Do you know why this is? Why? 
because he doesn't need sexy Tetris. He's got Grinder on his phone, he like a kind it. of sex Tamagotchi that he needs to feed every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. American Pie being an absolute sleazebag with little Miss Danzig over there. He's like, flash your boobs, go on, show your boobs on the camera. It, it will light up a thousand computers. I'd like to think, by the way, that Buster Rhymes has accounted for more than a thousand people watching this show because, you know, that's not setting your standard high, really, is it? Show your boob to a thousand people. It's not, <laughs> it's not really worth it, is it? So she bluffs him and says, no go, American Pie, while Slow Mo Myers is looking in the background going, if that teen gets her tits out, she's dead. She doesn't, so he retreats. You're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. Right. If this had been Jason, he'd have had you like that. Oh, so yeah, he would have had none of that. Hey, just, he'd have seen that, that midriff gone. He'd have sliced it up. Calling Jason. Calling Jason. No, leave it. It's ringing. Leave it. The feed goes down. And Miles at the party. Now, by the way, the party room is now full of everyone from the party. They're like, fuck drinking and dancing. We're going to go and watch this Michael Myers thing in here on this grainy ass fucking thing. Yeah, this will be great fun. And he's like, wait. Somebody else was in the hall before the feed went down. It was Myers! But Myers was watching it back home and he's like, yeah, I'm watching it online. How can I get in touch with Sarah? Hang on a minute. I've been sending her messages, I mean, emails via her palm top computer. Yeah, Jen Danzig screams <laughs> throughout the house and they all think, oh, she's, she's dead. She's been taken by some kind of night beast. They can't find her. Great CCTV. Myers is hiding in the spare room and he's looking in there. He is the scream of dancing. We've all been there. And looks back. Myers is in the torchlight, but you don't see it. Rudy's just too concerned about his friends. But yeah, it's all a gag. It's all just bants, guys. It's all just bants. Don't worry about it. She's safe and well. Danzig is alive. Elsewhere, Deckard is the talk of the party. The room is now packed with kids. Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks are toasting the success of the project with some pink wine. Luxurious pink wine. Mmm. Yeah, mmm. And uh, Buster Rhymes says, we're going to do okay out this thing. As long as it goes as nicely as it's going right now. Yeah, don't say that, Buster Rhymes, you silly goose. American Pie gets killed. He gets dragged through a mirror just as they clink cheers. Cheers. Dragged through a mirror, stabbed in the top of his nog-nog like a fruit, like a pumpkin, dead. Every time Tyra Banks drinks a luxury drink, somebody dies. Do you think that's a metaphor for capitalism and how the uh, luxurious things that we enjoy come at the expense of the lower classes? Maybe, maybe that's exactly what they're talking about, yeah. Oh yeah, this film is definitely that deep. Luxury is built off the backs of the oppressed. Off the dead teenagers that are doing this for your, basically for your entertainment. Are you saying that this reality TV show in which a bunch of people are watching people being murdered and killed is a metaphor for the throwaway culture that we have towards celebrities where we're finished with them and they're thrown on the trash heap of history where young, impressionable minds and bodies are thrown into this wood chipper that is the entertainment industry? People like Jen Danzig, people like American Pie, get in that wood chipper. I like the fact that we've made people think today, Fletch. Thank you for that. Um, You've made me think you're full of shit, but yeah, you have made people <laughs> think. Listen, bro, it's okay that you can't read subtext, Mark. Is that you right? You have your own strengths. Knob gags mostly, isn't it? 
I'll have you know that I've kept a little snippet of last week's episode that I've taken out and kept to myself in a folder, and that is you beautifully singing the theme song to the Gummy Bears cartoon. Rudy, who we talked about earlier on, obviously the Fed, he still knows this is, he's still smelling a rat. He's like, guys, the fennel is off. Well, it's not off. In fact, it's really fresh. So therefore, there is something rotten in Denmark, and it's not the fucking fennel. It's this whole situation. This is set up. This is too easy. It's fake. Jim and Donna are downstairs in the basement. Jim, by the way, is the leather jacket wearing guy in the crew because all of these guys have basically got one characteristic to their personality, really, haven't they? His douchey leather jacket man. Douchey leather jacket man is down in the basement with sexy ginger hair lady. They're just fiddling around down there. They end up getting it on. Do you think that the fact that they do discover that this is all fake and there's a fake Michael Myers walking around, but then suddenly there's a real one, the actual drama and death, and peril start taking place within this controlled environment. Mm -hmm. At the time, as I mentioned earlier, we're in the midst of the reality TV craze at this point in time. And it's a new type of TV that they're discovering and they're having a hard time controlling it. Because if you remember like the first one, you had Nasty Nick. Nasty Nick, yeah. He went in there and he was on the first reality TV, well, one of the first reality TV shows. Mm. And he played it like a game. Yeah. But because he wasn't familiar with this this medium, like it made him look like a really evil, horrible person. He made up he made up a story about a dead wife, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Now no one would do that. Yeah. Obviously no one's done that since. But because he was there on Big Brother number one, he yeah. did this and testing the waters in the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, and so, also we've had other huge controversies come from that show as well. You mean like when Christopher Biggins was a massive biphobic shithead? I take huge umbrage with a gay man being biphobic. It makes me, oh, it makes me blood boil. And Halloween Resurrection understood this new animal that TV couldn't control and they made a horror film around that concept. See, I'd rather watch lovely Craig from Liverpool with his big lovely face than, than this. I'd rather yeah. watch paint dry, to be honest with well, you. Well, anyway, guys, forget about that. 49 minutes in, you get your first boobs. Fake corpses fall out of the wall, very much like Indiana Jones style. And I enjoyed this bit because all the skeletons falling over the girl who's just got her boots out. And she's trying her hardest not to laugh while they're just jiggling skeletons at her. And trying not to let her boobs fall out. And trying, they, I imagine that was, that was good times. But they realise this is fake because as all fake things are made in Taiwan, they're made in Taiwan, the fake arms. And he's like, hang on, this TV show isn't real. What the fuck's going on here? Hang on guys, reality check, reality TV is not reality. Why would you make a prop? that's supposed to look like a thing and then put a stamp on the outside of the thing that stops it looking like the thing that it's supposed to look like. For plot, Fletcher. For plot. And the other thing, this is a pretty fucking big house they've got downstairs, isn't it? Normal house on top, downstairs, catacombs. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. Massive place. This is the point where we meet Buster Rhymes and he's creeping around the house, dressed up as a gimmick, Michael Myers, pretending to be Michael Myers. But then, he bumps into Michael Myers, and then when Buster Rhymes speaks, it's clear that the mask that he's wearing is far too small for his face, and he can barely talk. 
and he's just going, it's my turn to do my commands. It's too small. You can, you can see him struggling in this tiny mass. It's like they put the bag on his head. Yeah, because the mouth is moving when yeah. he talks. <laughs> Which is not supposed to happen. And do you know what Buster Rhymes has? Pretty big mouth. Massive golf. He's got a massive, he's got a good set of chompers on him, that guy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I found that hilarious. The fact that he could barely talk and the mask is clearly two sizes too small. Buster Rhymes' his big head. Well, he would have had to fit all his dreadlocks up into it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uncomfortable. An uncomfortable situation. Yeah. He shouts at the real Michael Myers and sends him off to the garage. He's going, you... It's my turn to be Michael Myers. Get down the garage and help out Nora. That's Tyra Banks. Michael Myers just goes, okay, and walks off and does it. He should have just stabbed Buster Rhymes right there. How many people has he stabbed so far? In the past 30 years to this 20 No, 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 in this film. Uh, about four. And you told me this is the ninth film the ninth in the franchise? film in the series, yeah. This is the ninth film in the franchise. Mm -hmm. And they thought, you know what, at this point, we need to have Michael Myers stab less people. Well, to be fair, it was 15 rated, so all the deaths were underwhelming and shit, and I didn't like this film. Jason was in space by now. Pinhead was in space by now. The fucking leprechaun had been to space by now. And Michael, he's in the house that he was born in. Still just stabbing people up. What about Jason? He's like splitting people up like Kit Kats, folding them up in beds. Yeah. Sleeping bag on sleeping bag death. Bosh, have that. Every time, every time's an absolute, oh, what, what's he going to do this time? He's a robot killing machine. Yeah. Myers, stab him. He just pokes him. He pokes just chips him. Chips him. Donna finds Myers' hideout and he has been cooking up rats. Maybe that's what the fennel was for, like I said. Cooking up rats. He said, that looks like a terrible prop. Pokes it. And it was a terrible prop. Really? So he went, nice prop. And it was not. Rudy and Jen Danzer get high, which means they were gonna, they're going to die shortly after this because that's the law of horror films, especially a Halloween, Friday the 13th situation. All the teenagers bump into Buster Rhymes and they find out, like, they demask him and find out, like, like, like a villain in a Scooby-Doo film. And he's like, relax, man. It's all just, I'm trying to give America a good show. It's all a setup. It's House on Haunted Hill, guys. But this is like House on Haunted Hill in the fact that the real Myers is there lurking in the dark. Again, reality check. Boom, real. What's real? Real TV, reality TV. None of it's real. <gasps> the Matrix. This is basically The Matrix. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. is. Buster Rhymes says, I need you to do me a favor and go along with the whole thing. Don't blow it, right? If you don't blow it, We've got a fuck ton of money at the end of this. And I'm, I don't know what you're going to spend yours on, but I'm going to have a nice holiday and you can have some cash. But just don't tell anyone that it's fake. But the guys don't really get a chance to fake it because real Myers is there. He puts his mask back on and he cheekily scampers away. Buster Rhymes is having a right old time making this film, I think, isn't he? We said when we were watching this, Fletcher, he, he'd made his money by this point. He didn't need to do this film, did he? No, he, well, he was sorted by now. I reckon that Buster Rhymes got to a point in his career where he was like, that'll do. Yeah. What are you doing today, Bam? Oh, I've had a phone call about a Halloween film. Have you ever been in a film? No. <laughs> it's like that John Wall kebab advert. But yeah, Buster Rhymes. I love Buster Rhymes. I genuinely do. And just to see him running around with a smile on his face for this entire film is an absolute joy. 
I love him. He's good. And he didn't need to do this. Give me some more. Jen Danzig finds American Pie's body hanging, dingle dangling, swinging about in her face. And then the really, 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 really real Michael Myers appears at the top of the stairs, locks her head off, bibbity 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 plip. It goes down the stairs, looks at him with shocked eyes. Good stuff. No, it wasn't. It was rubbish. All the deaths were underwhelming on this. It was, oh, fucking 15 rated horror film. Suck my dick. This is the most shocking death of the film where he locks her head off and it's like, bitch, Jason Voorhees is plastering people through a grate into a into vacuum. Yeah, he's smashing up frozen heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's fighting sex robots. He's smashing BC Rich guitars into rock girls' heads on boats, mate. Yeah. Think about it. That was in 88. And right, here's the thing, right? Jason X was a 15, but they were still creative with the deaths. This film suffered for its 15 rating. And all the deaths were just dull. Well, Mark, they used up all of their 15 rating allowance on Buster Rhymes getting to say motherfucker so many times. Well, that's what I was going to ask, because last time you said that you're allowed one fuck. And he says motherfucker about 15, 20 times in this film. Yeah, that's why the film's so tame. That is why. <laughs> I believed you then, you fucking twat. I mean, come on, look. Uh, all the things he's demanded in this film. I mean, not spoil the ending, but he goes Danny Glover on that shit. He does, yeah, he does. Well, explain what you mean by Danny Glover, Fletch. As in, okay, Predator 1, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has to cover himself in mud and crawl around and make a bow and arrow in intricate traps. Yeah. Danny Glover sees him, rugby tackles him up a building. Yeah, rolls his sleeves up and dad fights him. Works his ribs and that's it. And that's kind of what Buster Rhymes does in this film. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, what about what about Jim's melon head death? He doesn't even crush his head. It was just boring. The, as head crushes go, it was the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, we see a lot of heads getting crushed. Last week, there was exploding heads. Bang, all over the place. There's heads getting crushed on a daily basis for this podcast, but this one, he just sort of wept some bloody tears. That's not a melon head death. That's like, oh... Now he's dead. Sarah runs upstairs and we get the line that we always like in this film. Sarah, you go upstairs. R Rudy says, I'll keep him busy. I'll keep him busy. And we know Rudy, he knows his way around the kitchen. So he's a chef, right? I think he might be. He likes his spices. Does being a chef automatically make you an excellent knife fighter? Yes, it does. I thought you would know that about me because I was a chef at one point. Yeah. And I could take your fingers off and you wouldn't even feel it. Are you excellent at knife fighting? I can't. I couldn't tell you on this podcast because then I'd have to kill you in the night with my knives. So I suppose that's answered it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got chucks, bro. You got chucks, yeah? Yeah. Well, try hit me with them chucks when I cut these chunky little arms off. You won't need no sleeves no more because you're rolling around on the floor like a little chipolata, won't you? Rudy fights him in the kitchen with kitchen implements first. He picks up a rolling pin. Bosh, have that. Michael's like, oh, you bugger. And he, he keeps coming, Flex. He keeps coming. So he picks up the fresh fennel and he chucks it in Michael's eyes. And he's going, it's too much This is too fresh. Yeah. It burns him. It burns him. But then he picks out the knives and he's like, you like sushi, motherfucker? He's like an end-of-level boss mm -hmm. in an NES beat-em-up. He is, yeah. He's the chef. 
and he just shed his knives. But it's too late because Myers stabs him, bosh, straight through the wall, live online. With what? A knife. What kind of knife? Well, he stabbed him with a bread knife. A bread knife? Yeah. That's the wrong type of knife. That's not a stabby knife. Oh, God, killing the chef with the wrong type of knife. I tell you what, lads, maybe he is quite, he's, he's cleverer than we, with, than we thought. That's cerebral killing, that is. He put him on the wrong board and all. Put him on the wrong board, he had him on a green one. That's for veg. Don't forget the Halloween party that's in full effect. Deckard, king of the party now, he calls the police 911, but they don't think he's talking bollocks. They're going, you're just talking about that Halloween film, mate. No, put the phone down. They go, oh, it's an internet sensation. Don't believe it. Sarah's like, help me, Deckard. Email me, yeah? Drop into me DM, send us an email. Let me know that you're watching. What can we do? She gets up to the camera and says, Deckard, they're killing all of us. Now, the kids at the party start giving directions to Sarah in this horror house of horrors. They're emailing her. Go left, go right. Very much like Nightmare, as Mark mentioned earlier on. Sidestep to the left, sidestep to the right. Put Myers' knife in your knapsack. But the difference between Nightmare and this film is that Nightmare was actually entertaining. Email, guys, take a shot. Try the window, clickety-clack. She gets out onto the roof, but it's way too high to jump off. Michael Myers bosses his head out of her window, but she just kicks him in the chops straight away. Because like we said earlier on, that's how he enters through doors. He just puts his face into him. Head first, that's it. It's like Nathan Explosion at the food library. Gasping party teens watch in horror. It turns out for them, this has been the best party they've ever been to. Who are these cool cats dressed like Pulp Fiction? I don't know, but they bought this crazy film. Sarah is, is creeping around the house now. Buster Rhymes pulls her to one side and he says, my God, everyone is dead. We've got to get the fuck out of this house immediately. Then Michael Myers appears in front of them immediately and Buster Rhymes runs at him. But Michael Myers chucks him to one side because this is not a mortal man. This is a man with incredible core strength. Yeah, we've seen it earlier on. He can pick himself up with one arm. He's a beefy boy. Now we've got Buster Rhymes versus Michael Myers. So Buster Rhymes says, so you want to be on Dangertainment? Let's see what you got. And he just goes, yeah. He starts doing Kung Fu noises. Yeah, starts doing Kung Fu noises. He goes, He does. He karate kicks Michael Myers. I did enjoy karate kicking Buster Rhymes. In fact, in my notes, I put ninja kick Buster, love heart. Exactly. That's what you wanted. It's like, yo, Michael, come see me. But this is what I mean, though. He's winning. Did they need him that badly on this film that he clearly is strolling in and gone, right, so I get all the fucks. Yeah. And I get to just beat the shit out of... LL Cool J was in the film last year and yeah. he beat a shark. So I want to beat Michael Myers. Yeah, that's it. So I'm having it. This Michael Myers, me, spin kicking Michael Myers or a walk. Yeah. Do you think Buster Orange paid for this film? I bet he got halfway down the corridor when they were just <laughs> sat there like, no, Buster, wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. come back. But yeah, this is the thing. He says like, yo, Michael, come at me. Come see me. You want to fuck with me? And he, that is the point when he says, he calls him a motherfucker and goes, hey, and kicks him out the window. And he, Michael is hanging on a camera cable that Sarah has wrapped around his neck. Is he dead, lads? Is it all over? 
email is still alive. No, check your emails. Always check your emails. He's cut the cable. Where the fuck has he gone? Buster Ryan says, this is bad. This is really bad. Email, he's still in the house. Buster Rhymes goes, but where, where is he in the house? He's behind you, Buster Rhymes. There he is. Buster Rhymes gets stabbed up like a potato before you put it in the microwave. <laughs> and he says to Sarah, run, Sarah, run. And Sarah falls all over the blood of Tyra Banks in the control room. Now, Michael Myers comes after her. Sarah jumps out of the cupboard with a chainsaw. Where did she get this chainsaw from? The cupboard? The you cupboard. just yes. said so yourself. It's in the bloody cupboard. It's in the cupboard. Where it's do you keep your bloody chains? In the Well, in the cupboard. Fair enough, yeah. She says, you bastard, this one's for Danzig. This one's for Chef Rudy. This is for the teens in general. And then, oh shit, it's run out of petrol, so she just boshes it at Michael's face. And he's like, oh, you're broken. <laughs> Runs off. But during the fracas, she has sliced electric cables. Who would have thought? that this impossible killing machine's only weakness was having chainsaws thrown in his face. Chucked in his face, yeah. But while she was, like, when the, when the chainsaw was active, she split electric cables and she caused a fire. She tried to block the path of Myers with a leaking fucking lawnmower. That is, is this amateur hour? Don't block a hole with a lawnmower that's leaking with petrol because what's going to happen? House is on fire. It's all gone to shit. Oh my God, Sarah's gonna die. Boom! Door bashes open. Don't worry, guys, because Buster Rhymes is still alive. And he says, trick or treat, motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> for, the, for me, trick or treat, motherfucker, very much deserved a love heart. There were scant love hearts in this film, but yeah, I enjoyed that. But I do have a question. What was the name of the writer for this film? Was it Buster Rhymes? <laughs> no, I reckon there was. I can imagine that sit down where there's a bloke just sat there with a script and he's like, and then you say, trick or treat, motherfucker, and just bust around, like, yeah, 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 that's it, yeah, that's it, that, perfect, going in. That's exactly what I would have said. Also, did you notice something about Buster Rhymes, Mark, at this point? Yeah, Mark. Mm, other than he said, trick or treat, motherfucker, what else was there to notice? What does he do after that? He's oh, good with a bow staff. He's not as good, though, is he? No one's as good as Dacascos, Mark. But this is Buster Rhymes, the hip-hop 90s sensation. Yeah. He's fighting it's, a living legend. Is his name Buster Rhymes at this point? Oh. He does have a lovely face, though. He does have a lovely face. To be fair, he's good with a bow staff and he's got a nice face. But... He's not as good with a bow staff as Mark Dacascos. And he hasn't got as nice a face as Mark Dacascos. Can we do Crying Freeman? Buster Rhymes, he electrocutes Michael Myers by shoving a cable straight in his dick. And that's it as well. He kills Michael Myers by electrocuting him via the dick. <laughs> and then he calls him a motherfucker again. He's like, burn, motherfucker. What is this? Buster Rhymes is like the John Cena of slasher films. This <laughs> Oh, and he picks up Sarah, who's now passed out from the whole situation, which she probably would. And he says, hey, Mikey, happy fucking Halloween, and leaves him to burn to death, question mark. 
in the house. He wins so hard. He does. Buster Rhymes kicks the shit out of Michael Myers in this film. It is Predator 2. It is Predator 2, yeah. The ninth one in, and they got to Predator 2. Mm. Sarah leaves the house and she gets an email saying, you're alive, we can see you on the news. She turns around to the news camera and she says, thank you, Deckard, you saved my life. But Buster Rhymes really saved her life, really, at the end of the day. And he, gives, yeah. he gives a big speech about how, you know, I don't want cameras in, on me anymore. He says, Michael Myers is a killer shark in a raggedy-ass overall situation, yeah? He just wants to kill teenagers. I've had enough of all these cameras. This is the end. And he turns off all the TV in the world. Do you know what it is? What? It's like the end of the network. Mm. When that TV exec guy breaks up with that, that, that woman because he's all like, do you know what? This TV stuff is soulless. And yeah. he claims back his humanity by walking away from it. Yeah. Basically, Halloween Resurrection is on par writing-wise with the network. Michael Myers is mad as hell and he's not going to take it anymore. No. We're not going to take it. That's... If that had been on the soundtrack, that would have been good. But it wasn't. So yeah, that's the end of the film, apart from they roll Michael Myers in and he's not dead at the end. He opens his eyes, but then we never see that Michael Myers from that storyline ever again. Because the next one to come out after that was the uh, Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. And uh, that is an abomination. Uh, the sequel of that, don't even fucking bother. And then we got the 2018 Halloween film, which also is rotten. But some people may like it. But this one, what did stars Fletcher for Halloween Resurrection? Bear in mind, Buster Rhymes called him a motherfucker and kicked him out a window. Stars, uh, yeah. Just one, yeah. Mark, how about you? What did you think of this film, Mark? Well, the jump scares fell flat and it was hampered by the 15 rating, and the mask wasn't as scary as a proper hollowed-out Captain Kirk. However, there were a few interesting ideas, and they vaguely looked at playing with convention, and trick-or-treat motherfucker, so therefore, some stars. Some stars. Well, that is the last episode of the, uh, the four picks that we gave to the public, and you gave us some bangers. <laughs> No, you didn't. No, you fucking didn't, guys. Yes, they did. Fucking Dream Warriors is the best film of all time. It's got the best fucking death of all time. What you want about? Thank you for Dream Warriors, everybody. I love you. Stop kissing their butts, Mark. Yeah. I'm not kissing their butts. I'm kissing Dream Warriors' butt because it's like a fucking good film with, 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 with Lawrence Fishburne and, 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 like the the puppet death. And I really like that film. In essence, we got one good film in a month, then, is what we're saying. But thank you guys for your input. We really do appreciate that. No, we do all, all joking aside. No, no uh, I'm not joking. So, but, so you can't do it anymore. We're not giving you the choice now. So next week, oh, hang on, guys. What? Before we go into November, we've done a month's worth of Halloween shows, and we still haven't mentioned that we're doing a show on Halloween this year. We are? We are, are yeah. We? We're doing, I- yes, guys. Yes, we are. We're doing Idle Hands on Saturday. Not the one with the offspring in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on Saturday, we've got a bonus episode because it is actually Halloween. We're going to be doing Idle Hands, which is a classic, a good shit. I love Idle Hands. And we've picked that, not you fucking idiots. Leave us alone for a bit. 
Yeah. And we'll be back in November, which is next week, when we'll be doing Weekend at fucking Bernie's. What? Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's is the first one in November. So get that one in your pipe. You just Some made an executive decision there. And I feel like it was a big one. And... You know, what are we doing? Like, one of us is out of the room now and decisions are being made when yeah. not all of us are present. Don't you come off all Hetfield with me, my boy. Can I, I not, not just decide that we're doing Voodoo Academy? Mark, I'm afraid you're a bit of a Kirk Hammett in this situation. There will be no Voodoo Academy until we we, we get to it on the list. Yes. So You're uh, clearly not. I am not Lars Ulrich. You're clearly Lars Ulrich. How dare you? Like, for one, I can count. Yeah, I can play the fucking drums. I could probably play drums in Metallica. And to be fair, I get it. Why put in the effort? You know, everyone cruises through an office job. But does what about Dave Bombardier? He doesn't do that, does he? He's a machine. Get off the fucking kit. Anyway, stop talking about... You've put this in my head. We're going to get a band therapist. Yeah, we're getting a therapist in. Right. We'll see you on Saturday when we do Idle Hands. Ooh, Halloween. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Please don't forget to check out our friends, Laser Graves, Bad Taste Video, all the other guys. Check us out on Instagram, and you'll know what we're talking about. Same with those guys as well. Don't forget to check out our Patreon, and we will be back next week. Thanks. Bye.